What's your reaction uh, to this uh, judgment? Well, the private rhino owners are incredibly happy um, with this outcome. We have been greatly concerned um, with this moratorium that's been in place since 2009. Um, there were two key, key areas um, of our concern. The one has to do with the way that the legislation was brought in uh, to place in the first instance. And secondly, we saw it as a violation of our constitutional rights, which, which goes down to the aspects of sustainable utilization. So, you know, we, the private rhino owners, um, are uh, owners now of some 33% of the national population of both black and white rhino. We carry a huge financial burden of over 300 million rands a year in protecting these animals, and we receive no incentives, grants, or assistance from any, any third party. So in, in desperation, the trade ban has not worked by any measure, mm. neither the CITES ban nor the domestic ban. We are seeing the rhinos slaughtered on a daily basis. So therefore, we are strong proponents of a legalized trade to uh, meet this uh, um, demand from Southeast Asia. And but are you, not, bring... are you not mm-hmm. concerned that legalizing is going to you know, fuel this corrupt activity? Well, how would it be corrupt if you now turn prohibition from an illegal uh, process, as was with alcohol, into legal? So simply you are legalizing a, a demand for a product, irrespective as to whether it was alcohol or, in this particular case, um, uh, oh. rhino horn. Mm. In terms of uh, the, the legislation now, do you, do you feel that the Supreme Court of Appeal has, uh, has made it clear? Well, the minister has, has, has failed on three attempts. You must appreciate in the first um, instance, before a full bench, um, she failed. She took it on, on, on appeal to the same uh, court and, and, and lost that. And now she took it to the Supreme Court of Appeal, and the Supreme Court did not even grant uh, permission for the matter to go before the court. That was the, the appeal was rejected. Mm. So clearly, the uh, department's uh, papers are, are, are defective. There, All right, there we're going no to have to leave it there, Mr. Jones. I'm really sorry for cutting you off, Chairman of South Africa's uh, Private Rhino Association. But we really need to chat to Julian Rademeyer now. He's uh, the author of Killing for Profit. Uh, Julian, uh, running out of time, but your quick response uh, to this uh, SEA uh, ruling. Uh, good morning. Now, I think, look, the, the, the key thing is that the international trade ban still remains in place. So, you know, it remains to be seen what sort of market would develop within South Africa if there is, in fact, any kind of market. Um, I think we also need to see what steps the the, uh, Department of Environmental Affairs are going to take. Um, You know, one of the uh, points that the court made last year when they made their judgment was that this moratorium was intended to be an interim measure and it was intended to be replaced by other legal measures. Uh, And the department erred in not putting anything else in place. So, you know, what, what steps will the department take at, at this particular point? Mm. Uh, will this uh, move curb rhino poaching in your, te- in your uh, uh, opinion? Um, there's a lot of debate about that. I'm not sure that, you know, either way um, there's, there's been debate about whether moratoriums have an impact or not. I do think that there are certainly concerns that given levels of corruption in provincial permitting offices in the past, that we could see something akin to what happened prior to 2009, where uh, you know legal trade of, of single rhino horns was used by syndicates to obtain rhino horn. Um, I think those are very real concerns. We'd have to see what sort of measures are put in place 
uh, you know, at this stage, whether the department will, in fact, issue permits. Uh, that's the next question. All right. Thank you very much. Julian Rademeyer, author of the book Killing for Profit, a book about the rhino trade.